0: I'm so grateful you're here. Now let's get into the show. Hello, my friends, and thank you so much for tuning in today, as always. Today is going to be another short episode and this w- these are just some thoughts that I wanted to get out there. I am sort of, as I've been going through over the last year, I'd say, really just diving deeper into my relationship with social media, trying to be as authentic as possible, which has always been my MO. And obviously, if you're on social media, you are exposed to other accounts if you are consuming information. And I shared some stuff recently on Instagram, on my Instagram stories, about just like culty shit that happens in the online space. I'm not going to be diving fully into that in this episode. I will do a full episode on that. And the reason I want to do an episode on that is because so many of the themes when it comes to, this was inspired by me reading the book, Hey Hun by Emily Lynn Paulson. I will put the link in the show notes for that book really good, which is about MLMs and the abusive and hierarchical nature that happens in MLMs. And as I was reading that, I was like, Oh my God, this is the online coaching space. And this is also toxic relationships mainly with the themes of love bombing, which is a manipulative tactic to try to give you praise and attention and love a lot of it early on so that you get hooked and eventually it is taken away. Like love bombing makes you feel special. It makes you feel like you're the only person in the world, the only one that exists. And especially if it's coming from a person of power or a person who has, you know, is just like higher in the ranks than you in whatever way, something happens there where you begin to think, oh my God, I am special. Especially if that person is, maybe we're going a little bit into the love bombing (laughs) right now, especially if that person is somebody who is somebody that you admire or somebody that you have, you know, that you respect a lot. If they come on strong, if they're immediately giving you a term of endearment or a nickname or saying my in front of your name, uh, stuff like that. Stuff that's just like a little bit too much or calling you the favorite or something like that. It's just a little bit, again, I have been a do I say victim here? <laughs> I have been through love bombing for sure. And, you know, it's just a little bit too much too early on. And there's this meme that's that's going around that's like, I'm subject to love I'd like more I'm more predisposed to love bombing because like, why wouldn't everybody think I'm amazing? (laughs) And I, obviously that's a joke and funny, Um, but that's kind of the gist, right? Like somebody gives you all this stuff at the beginning to, so you feel indebted in a way because you're like, oh my God, they make me feel special. This is amazing. Oh my God, they like me. And that is a little bit, it's problematic And it is how so many of so many accounts, especially these huge accounts, are run, and how things happen that there's like this culty environment that preys upon, like. I think very potentially insecure. I know when I was more insecure, I was sort of prime for this too. Uh, insecure, a little bit more weak-minded, uh, a little bit of like people who are not sure of themselves, right? And you capitalize on that because people are always looking for belonging, and if it happens in a group like that, even better. And if it happens with a, you know, a leader that you aspire to be like, if like the aspirational qualities of that person are the main thing, then that's where it gets a little bit problematic, obviously, you know. So love bombing is the way that people get hooked. And the thing with love bombing is that eventually it gets taken away. And then that leaves you feeling confused. And it leaves you feeling like, huh, what did I do to get this taken away from me? And what ends up happening then is that you get little bits of it sometimes, so it comes intermittently, and that keeps you even more hooked. And that is intermittent reinforcement 101. This is why people like like slot machines and keep... Playing slot machines because you don't win every time. But when you do win, it's like, yes, like the dopamine is just crazy and insane. And that is why people stay in these dynamics. It happens in MLMs. It happens in the online coaching space. You have seen it. I know you have seen it. If you've been in online coaching groups where there's always like a favorite or the person like making the most money that gets praised or gets shouted out or whatever it is. And the more I am away from that, not that I don't believe in coaching. Like I I do think that business coaching to acquire skills and to to, uh, potentially meet peers and to gain the confidence to run your business, like that's great. But it's when it's run with these things that just like, totally give me the ick especially because like I have been a part of it and I have fallen for it before in many ways and I think that if you're a sensitive person in general you have to learn how the minds of you know jealous insecure uh, weak people which like people in power that are using these tactics are weak people like it just is what it is I think, honestly, social media is the perfect avenue to run something like this because you get to put on a show and you get to like literally play a character. So it's like honestly perfect. But the truth is that it's problematic and it uses specific tactics in order to keep you and in honestly to make you not think for yourself, which is what this episode (laughs) is about. But we have seen it in there and it's, again, the same sort of tactics that are used in toxic relationships and obviously this is a toxic relationship as well. but I think that to understand the minds and the way that these types of people work, like where they use culty tactics and they they're, it's manipulative, it's abusive, there's imbalance of power that is abused in a variety of ways. And, and again, I know that you've probably seen this and maybe thought to yourself like, hmm, maybe that doesn't seem right to me or this doesn't feel right. Or why am I like feeling this some sort of like ick feeling about this? Because when you're a sensitive person, you're just more primed to fall for stuff like this because we're trusting, we're empathetic, it feels good. And I think that you have to know what the signs are so you don't get caught up in it because sometimes it can just feel... The thing is also, another thing is that it's not necessarily always bad. It's not always bad and it's not that bad. So like, for example, in a very abusive situation, if it's like black and white abusive, then you're like, okay, I got to get out. Like it's it's fast and And you're able to do that because you're like, I don't tolerate this. And even sometimes not because there is so much bonding that happens there. And uh, the thing is that because it's not that bad and because it's mostly feelings of confusion or feelings of neglect, it isn't until your sense of self is sort of eroded that you sort of wake up and you're like, wait, what? Like it just happens like little by little. And then you're like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that I got in this situation and I got to get out now. And I urge you, if you're finding yourself in this dynamic in any capacity to to get out as quickly as possible, you feel very, again, eroded your sense of self-worth is definitely taken a beating at some point. Um, and it, it, is, it can happen to anybody, I think. And it is subtle. And that's the thing that like, it's subtle. The feelings are confusion and neglect. It's not like so black and white until you start adding up those feelings and you're like, oh, oh gosh, this isn't good. This isn't right. But this has to do with social media and with what I wanted to talk about today, which what I'm going to talk about, I think is probably going to be <laughs> shorter than the beginning of this episode, which I will do a whole episode on, on culty stuff. Um, but what I've been thinking about is that, and what I encourage you to do as you are a consumer of social media, is to really observe accounts that are really big and sort of look at how sometimes they don't offer. I'm even talking like, for example, if I use Dr. Huberman as an example, which I love Dr. Huberman. I think that he, uh, I wouldn't say I'm like a Huberman fangirl, but it might've sounded like it back then. Maybe I became one once I realized that he had, he was like super tatted. Um, But Huberman gives exact and specific protocols and that is what people want. Like people really want specifics like do this at this time. You know, he remains like 14 minutes per week in the cold plunge. You need to be out in sunlight, you know, 30 minutes after you wake up for two hours. And then you need to get into the dark At whatever time and here's how much protein you need to eat. Here's exact fitness protocols So people like that people because it's black and white. It's like here's what it is and that's it and I think that in his protocols, he's pretty black and white I would say that him as a person is seems like sort of flexible and doesn't seem like he has a huge ego thankfully, uh, because I can't stand that uh, but you know, people, that's why he's so big because people take his tips, they implement them and they're like, oh, okay, this works for me versus the, you know, the truth of reality and life is nuance and not everything works for everyone. And what works for me isn't going to necessarily work for you. And what works for us changes in time. And like, nobody wants to hear that and i think that when you don't know like for example years and years ago when i wasn't so sure of myself like i really gravitated towards people who like seemed super sure of themselves and were loud with their confidence and sort of were exact in the things that they were selling and saying Because that's what I needed at the time. I wasn't sure of myself. So I needed somebody to tell me exact things. And I think that that's who is drawn to these types of like accounts and leaders on social media. When you aren't sure, you want someone to tell you what to do at all times. And now there's a gray area here because like that's why people, if you're a coach, like that's why people will work with you because You do know something that they don't and you can help them get the result that they want. But you know that if you've ever coached with me or if you've listened to this podcast that I don't necessarily give black and white recommendations. I encourage independent thinking and skill building so that you can be able to go out on it on your own and like take those skills and tweak things so that you can do what it is that you need to do in your life. Nuance, room for humanity, <laughs> you know, not so much certainty with stuff, right? Like, I do give certain things, like I have workout programs and macros and stuff like that. But again, if you've listened to this podcast or you know my vibe, you know that it's like we change every day. And like, that is, it doesn't do as well because humans don't love nuance. They don't love uncertainty. They're more drawn towards. People who are very loud and very certain about their opinions and unmoving from their opinions. And I'm just here to tell you, like, that is not real confidence. That is not real. uh, That is pure ego. Ego or lack of ego is flexibility, is the ability to say, oh, okay, I heard your perspective and now I am taking it in and I can hear you. And I'm not really threatened by that. Right. Like, this is why I don't get a lot of like hate. I think because, like, if somebody says something to me, I'm just like, okay. <laughs> like, if somebody's like, macros caused me to have an eating disorder, I'm like, all right, then just like don't look at my stuff then. <laughs> you don't have to be here, you know? So that's why, like, and I'm, and I literally don't care if like somebody, if it doesn't, not that I don't care about that person, but I'm like, you do what you got to do. Like I'm not forcing you or coercing you to do what I say, but if you are attracted to my energy and my vibe and my message, then of course come in here and I will teach you how to be your own coach and how to be your own advocate. And that is true power. That is true confidence to be able to be malleable, and flexible and in the wind like that is what if you know Robert Greene like that is what he talks about how the best leaders are flexible even if you think of like masculinity as a whole mass which I have been very curious about lately and masculinity as a whole is not loud masculinity is solid flexible and it is open You know, masculinity, I think we think like, oh, it's just like, you know, like hard and, you know, person who's forceful. And and that's a sign of insecurity, honestly. And I think the more that we... As I've been dating and as I've been sort of like exposing myself to masculine energies as I've been dating men, which not all men are masculine, obviously. Um, but I, I am more attracted to like a masculine feeling man. And what I've been learning about that is like, it is quiet. It is unshakable. It is unapologetic and it is not loud. Like that is true confidence. When you can think for yourself and when you know yourself so deeply and again this is like high level right like this is like where we want to aspire I don't love that word but like where we want to get to or at least where I think that you become your most powerful self we have all been at the place where we don't know something and we are skill building and stuff like that and I will still do that. Right. Like I outsource. Well, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> I used to outsource my workouts, but like, I still talk to people about things. I still go to people, um, for advice and stuff like that. So it's like, never like, Oh, I'm not going to let anybody in. And like, I know all my answers because that is also too much certainty. Right. It's more so like, I trust myself. I trust myself to accept myself As I change, as I'm fluid, I know what to do or I know I can get the answer somewhere. And it takes work to get there. It takes a lot of consistency and honestly, guidance to get there. But I encourage you to be an independent thinker. And I think that this is just like the state of the world right now that if you don't think for yourself, you are attracted to these people who are, you know, potentially so certain and like don't have any flexibility and are super rigid and are have a ton of ego, or you are more so attra- or if you're more so attracted to people like me and many of my friends in the space, which I have these conversations a lot with many of my friends, I've been having them a lot behind the scenes, um, who are open to flexibility and are open to like saying like, hey, I didn't know that, but I can find out, or hey, I've changed my mind on that. Or, you know, like, and that's a question that I think like in order to have like massive, massive success, do you need to sort of like sell out in that way, which obviously I will never do, but something that I think is happening and my hope is that you listen to this or you listen to somebody or something happens so that you know that. You can get to that place of internal certainty where you don't have to outsource it to somebody eventually, right? Outside of like, again, your strength training stuff or whatever. Skill building stuff, like sometimes you can be in skill building for years. I definitely was there. And I think, and also you have to know yourself. Like, if you know that, if you, you know that you do better having accountability for your nutrition, then get a coach, right? Like that's not necessarily what I'm saying here. That is self-knowledge. That is you really knowing yourself and saying like, if somebody's not here with me or somebody's not like, I'm not like checking in with somebody every week, then things are going to be a little bit harder for me. So that is self-knowledge too. So I want you to be an independent thinker because I think that that fosters the most agency, the most power, the most internal certainty and self-trust and like, that is what this is really about. So, just like, I think be cognizant and aware of who you follow on social, who you let into your energy. I am now instantly kind of repelled by that energy that's like forceful and like too much. And I'm just like, ugh. Like, you can just kind of feel that it's not uh, aligned. And I think the more authentic you become, the more you sort of realize that this happens. And um, again, I have much more to say on it and I will share it soon, but I am going to wrap this up now. This was an episode that is a little bit outside of our norm, but I knew that I had to talk about it and put it out there. And as always, everything I do is about trying to strengthen your mind and your body so that you can be your absolute most badass and best self and feel amazing at the same time. As always, I am so grateful for you tuning in. I can't wait to share more episodes with you. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and I will talk to you on the next one. Thank you so much for listening to Satisfied. I'd love to connect with you on Instagram where I post content every single day at Ashley K Pardo. If you enjoyed the show, I'd super appreciate it if you left a rating and a review on iTunes and or Spotify. If you have a question that you want to be answered on the show or you just want to say hi, send me a DM on Instagram. I love hearing from and connecting with you because you're the whole reason that I do the show. I hope that you find satisfaction wherever you are right now.